Guys, titles, go. Hey, that's my fish. A nurdle. New rich parents. A waddle of penguins. Ignore the eight-year-old. <laughs> Good old Winifred. The adult spin. A rough 34. You just try to stop me. Rag bag. Meat deprived ninja. Southern mess. What's a Nubian? <laughs> Tasty sheeps. Attempted meter. <laughs> Bubba Wallace, that shit. All right, let's do this. Warning. What you're about to hear contains explicit language, adult themes, and potentially disturbing content. The views and opinions expressed are those of the hosts and do not reflect the opinions of anyone else, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. This podcast is intended for an immature audience and should not be listened to by anyone, anywhere, ever, in the history of the world. You know, fuck it. You've been warned. Hello and welcome to this week's edition of Geek Pod. I'm your host, Paul. I'm Hugh. Orbs. I'm Kev. Guys, geeked. Uh-huh. Ella graduated. Oh. Yeah, Ella's six, old enough to graduate? Six months early. She graduated this past Friday. She's done with school. Wow. Wow. Not how. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's, I guess she's going to work, get a job. I, I don't know how that's going to work, but uh, you know, we'll see. You know, last I knew her plans where she was going to save up money and she was going to travel to Europe with her friend, you know, um, I'm assuming she was going to find new rich parents beforehand, but uh, uh, I'm not sure. But now I have, I'm the parent of two high school graduates, you know, Ella's going to go off to do something. Lana's working at the liquor store. I'm so proud. Um, I figure at least they both graduated high school. Where I'm from, that is far from guaranteed. So. Right. That small town life like that. Yes, I hear Good you. Good for them. Yes. Awesome. Congratulations, Ella. Were you getting discounts at the liquor store? I don't know. You Asking for a friend. I, I, I don't drink anymore, so I can't go in there and find out. So if I just walk in there and flash GeekPod credentials, will that do it? Well, just if like you the- see Lana, she'll recognize you. So it doesn't matter. Just walk up stone fo- stone face to somebody who doesn't know me and be like, "Yeah." Now, Kev, if you walk in with the cap, just just look for. I, well, I'd say I think she was blonde last time I saw her, but it, her hair is probably shaved on the side. It's probably sixteen different colors, um, and uh, she may not be dressed appropriately. And exquisite oh. makeup. Yes, yes, crazy makeup. I didn't Love say it. crazy. I said exquisite. Love- Okay. Dark colors, dark colors, or bright colors. I sometimes yes. both fucking rainbow shit. She's just amazing with that stuff. Wow. Yeah. Pictures like, you know, are to lie. You, you know, you see. Well, I think we posted pictures of her on the Geek Pod feed. 
at uh, conventions and stuff. Oh, you really? Know, yeah. Okay. yeah. You know how when you, you see those pride parades and everybody's got all that crazy rainbow makeup shit going on and crazy hair? That's her every day, but she changes it up every day. So, I mean, she's super, super talented with that kind of thing. Yes. She's, she's come to events with themed makeup for said events and stuff. I remember um, one of the Avengers movies or something we went to as a group. She had Avengers colored like eye makeup on. And yeah, she could yeah. explain to you the whole like theory behind it and everything yeah, like gold to red in her eyeshadow for mm-hmm. iron man yeah it was it was cool yes very cool well that's awesome congratulations ella in my mind she's still fucking 11 but um yeah she yeah me too <laughs> uh corbs what's got you geeked nothing moving on kev <laughs> no, for me it's uh it's stupid people. It doesn't have me geeked. Geek? They don't have me geeked, they have me irritated. I was dealing with a customer, or I should say an associate today at my job. And tread lightly, my friend. They, they, they <laughs> called up a and public podcast. Be careful. They were uh they called up and said this is my keyboard was not working. So I was like, okay, is it wired or wireless? Well, it's wireless. Batteries. Okay. All right. Do you have the little receiver for it? Dongle. They're like, yeah, is it plugged in? Yes, it is. <laughs> to what? Okay. <laughs> so proceeded to troubleshoot, found out that the dock that it was plugged in didn't have the driver. So installed the driver on the dock, got the dock working. Boston keyboard still wouldn't work. So I rebooted the PC remotely. Still wouldn't work. Girl walked away. She came back. I'm like, okay. Unplug the, the dongle from the dock. She unplugged the whole dock. Rebooted the whole dock. So I'm like, okay. Fair enough. And still didn't work. So I asked her again. I said, you have the dongle plugged into the dock no okay plug it into the dock for me plugged it in wouldn't you know it works works just fine did she think did she think that the dongle was wireless also you just kind of wave it in front of the computer from what i gathered it wasn't even anywhere near the computer it was upstairs just perfect out in the mailbox this was was was, this was how i started my day so that's yeah i feel that yep so that's what's you know got me irritated is stupid people it'll do it i'll deal with that all day long <laughs> so do i this is why i drink that's why i stop drinking <laughs> that's not why you drink come on i drink because it's wednesday night and i'm hanging out with my buddies that's why i do it <laughs> That's not why you drink. Come on. You would drink if it wasn't Wednesday night. Uh, no, actually, that's not true. Like, literally, it's gotten to the point that the only time I drink is when we're hanging out recording. Mm. Oh. Until I get to Epcot. That's going to change. I have to fix that. Does it mean we're going to hang out more? <laughs> I'm just going to randomly show up with a case of beer. <laughs> it's not Might Wednesday. Happen. Might happen. Just remember, you, you know the dates I'm gone. Don't show up on those dates. 
Oh, I might just be at your house. You're going to hang out with my pops? You know what? I might. <laughs> I might. And your mom. He'd enjoy it. Not my mom. She'll be with us. <laughs> uh, but since you gave me the segue, I'm going to cut you in line this time, Kev. That's what's got me excited is we are on the final countdown to the ginormous Disney vacation. I'm not saying when we're leaving or when we're coming back, any of that, because I'm not stupid. Um, like you said, this is a public podcast, and I don't want people knowing when I'm not home. People will just wait to see when an episode doesn't drop and assume you're gone. <laughs> or they'll assume it's just, you know, one of the weeks in a month. So <laughs> you better like post something. Hey, no recording this week. I've got a sore throat. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, I mean, we're, we're running up on it very quickly, as you guys know. Um, I don't. I don't know when you're going, so. I thought we had this discussion off mic already. All right. But it's soon enough. Let's put it that way. Um, and just about everything's taken care of at this point. So getting super excited. Going to be lots of, of fun and goodness coming up. Um, there will probably be random poster tweets during the time. Um, Is there anything new there since the last time you went? Yes, the whole uh, Star Wars section is brand new for me. Um, Galaxy's okay, Edge I, didn't exist when I went last time. All right, because I thought you, you got lightsaber. They had something Star Wars down there. Yes, they had something Star Wars, okay, but okay. The, the real deal, immersive, you're on the planet Batu and all that coolness did not exist. Thank God you got your kids into it because now you don't have to beg your wife to go. Uh, that's every time at hollywood studio it, it's known that we're going to the star wars area now i have to fight madison because she wants to hang out in toy story land and i'm like bitch i don't care if it's your birthday or not we're going to star wars but i i, I make that joke but she's super excited for the star wars stuff she's the one that's still super into it until you get there yeah, and then she'll just want to be hanging out with the slinky dog or something yeah or woody buzz have you better. noticed that the names in those characters and the fact that it's Toy Story all seems like it could have been like gift wrapped for a fucking porn? I mean, I don't know what Mr. Potato Head would represent, but yeah, I know what he kind of looks like, but the name, I just I can't think of a yeah, it's not all names, I guess, but like you said. It depends on which category you click on. <laughs> Thanks for bailing me out on that one, Hugh. I got You're lost welcome. in it. <laughs> Kev, what's got you geeked? <laughs> oh, I don't know. There's a storm coming. I guess that's good. Um, I don't know. Just things are all right, I guess. Finally got, I finally got accepted, uh, or I got, I got accepted, accepted, not really accepted. I finally got an appointment at the VA. Um, I was using the VA when I first got out of the service um, when I was younger, and uh, I needed it. Then I was screwing myself up pretty bad. So thankfully, I had that when I didn't have any jobs that would pay for my medical medical coverage. Um, but I, but you know, when you're healthy and you're young, you don't go to the doctor. And what the VA wants to do is they want you to go back every two weeks or something. They just keep sending you, you know, these things. Oh, come back. You know, here's your next appointment. Here's your next appointment. Here's your next appointment. And if you don't go, they stop sending you those reminders. 
So I dropped off the rolls, whatever that means. I had to had to reapply to get back in. Did all that before, you know, the, the world went to hell. And uh, and it's taken me over two years to get an appointment. So I got one tomorrow, actually. Nice. Um, that'd be Thursday. We're recording on Wednesday. So I've got one Thursday, the, what is that? The third. Um, just, uh, you know, for a new primary sort of thing. Gotcha. So get, get started on getting my knee fixed. Good. I nice. am looking, looking forward to that. Yes. Looking forward to that. That way we can start scheduling more of our uh, live experiences where we, we keep talking about doing crazy shit. It's probably going to get us killed. Yeah. Yeah, sure. No, I, I just, yeah. I'd love to be able to. And walk yeah, around. I mean, knee injuries were one for one on those. So, <laughs> I mean, I, I'm dealing with knee bullshit constantly too. So it's all of us probably. But Kevin's and, and yours both sound like they're stuff that really needs to be addressed. So knee pain sucks. Yeah, not good times. Yeah, especially I agree with that. especially when it goes out on you and it sends you down the stairs real quick. That's my favorite experience. Yeah, yes, that's been that's, my favorite experience so far. I've done that one a few times. Stone cold sober. Yeah. The front, my favorite the outside is- stairs or the stairs in the house. Yep. <laughs> sure the outside stairs wasn't the ice. That one was the ice. The one that I posted for you guys a few weeks yeah. ago. My favorite is when you bang one side of your knee on a rock, but somehow tear up both sides with no explanation. That's awesome. Yep. We have the photos of that. <laughs> So what happens when ghosts shove you down? But moving on, guys, what you playing? <laughs> Nothing. Nothing at all. I have not been able to get to my PlayStation. I mean, other than Wordle. I, I started playing Wordle this week yep. just because everyone in the world is talking about it. But uh, tomorrow's having a diverticulous a diverticulitis episode. Ooh. So I, I've you know, it's, it's, you know, she's not feeling well. So taking care of the kid, making dinner and, you know, running to the store to buy bland foods. And just, I, I haven't been able to turn on my PlayStation since last week. I was going to tonight. And then I realized that my first news item really sucked. So I had to go back to the drawing board and, and completely retool my news segment since, you know, I have a fan now in Williamstown. <laughs> nice. And Rob, Rob, it was Rob, right? Well, he's he's in he's in um, uh, Burners Bay. Oh, Burners Bay. Okay, that, that's better actually. Sorry, <laughs> not by much. I, I like Burners Bay. At least there's there, there's a nice you know lake there, and he's got a nice view. I, I've bought beer there many times. In fact, uh, my uh, the last band I was in, I pretty much had to drive that entire stretch of road to get to, to band practice, and it was like back and forth. So yeah, uh, a lot I of beer. Like that area. Yeah, a lot of beer, nice. a lot of Burners Bay. <laughs> he's 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 loving it he liked the last show good well this week i don't know paul my ending stinger might piss you off we'll see me yeah remember i'm the guy that edits that so you might not have an ending stinger yeah but you you don't so <laughs> why do you think the episode was so fucking late this week i edited a lot really what yeah yeah i didn't edit i was kind of mad at you well, Kelly's just gonna have to deal with it until she's until she puts money into the show. Otherwise, well, it's all on my fucking time. <laughs> well, what needed so much editing? Nothing. It's I'm having so much fun with the new software and putting shit putting shit oh. in over it. Yeah. Um, 
kind of like since I know you don't watch the show when we were doing the whole segment Corbs about uh Big Poppy. Yeah. Somebody um get the pointing right because I can't um turned into Big oh, Poppy well. for the segment. I su- <laughs> I superimposed his picture over you, Hugh. <laughs> so and it and it fit perfectly. Like it was his head and like collarbone on your body. <laughs> messed up it's fucking cool <laughs> and originally it happened because i placed the picture in the wrong spot and i'm like holy shit it lines up it's staying <laughs> <laughs> um so um <laughs> why is kelly mad at me because it was it was three days late yeah she's like i didn't have anything to watch listen to on friday at work i'm like i don't want to tell you I don't know what this fucking problem is. I don't fucking, yeah, I don't fucking listen to this show. What do you want from me? Tell me to go faster. It's going to tell me to go fuck myself. Literally, yeah. Um, all right. We, we went off course on that one. So you're, you're playing Wordle. That's, that's, that's a thing. Video gaming. Yeah. Oh. What is Wordle? Why don't you ask Kevin? Apparently he's playing it too. It's, it's pretty fun, actually. I mean, the wife and I have been playing it against each other. And, uh, well, I mean, you don't really play against each other. You just play it. If you just guess, you have six chances to guess a five-letter word of the day. And uh, it, it, what it does is it tells you whether you, whether you pick the correct letter or not. And it also tells you if the correct letter is in the right place. So there's different ways it does that. It's the correct letter is either yellow or green. If it's green, it's in the right place. If it's yellow, it's the right letter. It's in the wrong place. And they, sh- and they shade out all the letters that you've already used that are not in the word. So um, you, you, you think that sounds easy until you've used up all your vowels and the majority of the letters that you think you, you know, are in the majority of the words that it might, you know, might, might exist. But there's some pretty, pretty simple rules um, that the, the game has. It doesn't do um, plurals. So there's doesn't, no words and an S and the words are common. So um, there's no like medical terminology, you know, that wouldn't be common. So very, very cool um, little game. The guy, built to um for his wife actually he built it for his wife and just sold it to the new york times for uh a seven figure payout wow and it's caught on like craziness yeah good for him and it's not an app it's not not. you can save the web page if you go into chrome go to wordle and chrome You can save it to your home page so it comes up like you have an app icon. Uh, yep. But other than that, it's uh, web-based. Yep. No kidding. Did not know that. I figured it was just a new app. Cool. Nope, yep. Not an app. And the, way, and the way it works is it's pretty, it's pretty nice, really. When you first load the game for the day, when the first time you load it for the day, it, um, it, uh, it probably uses a cookie on your system. Remember, remember your score or whatever. I mean, you can't go from your phone to your desktop and have it remember your system or your, your score because it's, you know, there's no login. Um, but what it does is it remembers on your device and it remembers your, your, uh, your statistics, you know, what you did the last few times. Um, how many you got right, whether you got it in the second, third, fourth, fifth try, first try, whatever. Um, and the percentage of those. What it does is when you first connect, you get all the data for the game, for the day. And then it's all just running on your device. So you don't connect again until the next day. You connect the next day, it uploads your results. Or... It doesn't upload your results. They're kept on your phone. It just gets the next word and you're off and running. It's genius. He doesn't really need a lot of resources on the back end to run this. So he, he really built this really, really well. And um, 
And he actually, he even said in an interview that he said that uh, um, he thought the New York Times uh, word games, the, the crossword puzzle, you know, was very well done and, and it's very well received. And he actually, you know, he likes that and he, you know, he kind of um, used that as a basis for what he was doing, um, that, that kind of experience. So um, he thinks New York Times will be good stewards for his game going forward. Nice. Also exactly. worth noting, you can only, there's only one word per day. Right. So this is not oh, a okay. game you can lose hours to. You play right. it that day and that's it. You can't force it to give you anything else. So it's, it's limited. It doesn't take up your life. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's cool. So it's kind of like a quick thing. It can be yeah. not. Yeah. yeah. That's perfect. Very yeah, cool. And it, 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 it's, it's great for, you know, folks that just want something really simple and, and kind of brain challenging. So I think it's, I like it. Very cool. All right. So I'm playing or was playing this week phone tag with Disney. Uh, finishing setting up um, our DAS for, for our trip there. Uh, I don't want to go into too much of it because it kind of gets into medical privacy, but it's basically to help out um, disabled people to have a better experience at Disney. Um, got to spend three hours waiting on Saturday morning to get it all done. Once I got in, which is a short time, you, I saw your, your face that you were wow. aghast with that. That's short for it wow like i got up expecting that like there goes my saturday and i finally got connected with an awesome representative named winifred um immediately thought of hocus pocus um probably means nothing to you hugh i'm sure you haven't seen that no that made me think of ella because that's her middle name oh interesting okay um got on explained the situation um with a quickness said yep you qualify here's the stuff now i just need to speak to the person because it's a video chat that they have you on yeah and i'm like okay this is where they they grill us right so i go i start, go get the person and it's not who you guys think it was and set them down and do the introduction and they go okay hi you know just sit still real quick you know we just need to get your picture okay we're all set thanks and i went wow exactly i said that's it said, yeah, now we're going to get you over to the cast member in this department so you can book your DAS reservations for each park. So, I mean, it, it's, it gets us through so we can almost use like the lightning lane or what used to be the fast passes and stuff there to assist with the awful lines waiting to get on stuff. So it's, and I'll report back afterwards how it goes, but it's, it seems like it's a really cool program that unfortunately I can see people once they find out about it, abuse it. But for those of us who actually need it, it's, it's almost like a godsend. Like, I mean, and when, when I was describing our situation, I did get teary with Winifred. Um, Winifred. Yes. So shout out to you, Winifred. We appreciate it. You'll never see this. So Winifred will make me cry too. Yes. But that's that that was the game i got to play this week and this was the only place i could find a shoehorn it in so <laughs> but i think it's time uh-oh. for uh-oh <gasps> false start just kidding Cavs <laughs> tabletop review
And tonight's game of the week, actually, this week's game of the week, is, uh, hey, that's my fish. Now, hold on, hold on. I know what you're thinking. Why are you reviewing a game for children? I took a look at this game, and the very first thing I thought was, this would be a fantastic drinking game. Let me just lay it out for you, and then I'll put the adult spin on it. Here we go. So the, the preview of this on BoardGameGeek.com says, hey, in That's My Fish, and hey, that's my fish, players want to catch as many fish as possible with their waddle of penguin. I guess a group of penguins is called a waddle, whatever. Each turn, a player moves one penguin in a straight line over hex-shaped pieces, uh, tiles, uh, with one, two, or three fish on them. The player then collects the hex from where they started, okay? Uh, it's movement from on the table, thereby creating a gap which penguins can't cross in future turns. Now, we all know penguins swim, but in this game, they have to have ice to cross. That's what these little hexagonal tiles are. When a penguin can't move, it's removed from play with its owner claiming the tile on which it stands. That happens at the end of the game. The player who collects the most fish wins. So you can imagine if you see, just think of all these hexagonal tiles all put together on the table and, and the tiles either have one fish, two fish, or three fish on them. You can have anywhere from two to four players and you arrange your four penguins on tiles. You can start anywhere you want and you can move in any direction. Well, you can move as many tiles as you want, but you can only move in a straight line. So you can only move, if you're in a hex piece, you only move you know, straight up or straight in the, in the upper right angle or straight in the, in the lower right angle, et cetera. So think of, think of how a hexagonal piece is shaped and think of a straight line based on that and, and you can kind of understand it. Again, boardgamegeek.com, great videos on how to play. Ignore the fact that it's an eight-year-old child that's going to teach you how to play this. Uh, read through the specs real quick. Two to four players, 20-minute uh, playing time. I'm going to say that could be a little bit longer if you play it the way I'm going to um, uh, suggest. Ages eight and up and a weight of 1.45 out of five. So this is even far below the score that I try to stick around for games for you to play with other folks that may or may not be really into playing a lot of board games. And then remember, that's what I like to do. I like to give you ideas of games that you can play with just about anybody. Very quick learning, very quick how to play. Let's just get in and let's just play it. This is one of those games. You open it up, you lay it out, explain the rules real quick and off and running you go. That's how every day I went on in high school went. Okay. All right. They came with instructions. Perfect. <laughs> Here's my adult spin. Are you ready? As you play the game, when it's your turn and you move your tile and you collect your fish, you pick one to three people to drink based on the number of fish on the tile. So if you're playing with four other people, you can have a, have a three fish tile, you can give one to each one of them, or you can give all three to one person, however you like to do it. And if at the end of the game, somebody's not able to sit up straight, that's a win. 
sounds like fun to me. What do you guys think? I can tell you from firsthand experience that game night with Kevin gets you fucked up. Did we play Bang by any chance? We did. Oh, um, yeah. And just FYI, guys, Kevin drinks fast. <laughs> Couldn't tell. <laughs> um, but it's funny. Speaking of game night, uh, a discussion came up uh, with one of our three listeners. And uh, it was said that, well, first they want to know when, when we, we started doing our game nights because they were under the impression it's Laura, so I can say she. Uh, she said, you know, when did you guys start doing your game nights, you know, because it's been referenced multiple times. Told her, no, it hasn't happened yet. She wants to know when it's going to happen <laughs> and if we are going to record the sessions and post that as a podcast. Oh, we should. We definitely should. Oh, I don't know if that's a good idea, though. You think, I mean, do you think really? I, I think it oh. could be fun and, and, and the episodes could be funny, okay. especially if we know we're being recorded. I think we're going to get more quippy with shit. Okay. So, but we also have to adapt everything because one of our members does not drink. So, I mean, with, with games like oh. your, your, your penguin banging, um, he wins because <laughs> no matter, you tell him to drink three times, he's like, sure. My diet mango Pepsi is great. Go, go, no, go. no, that's fine. He just has to bring joints. He doesn't do that. I don't He's want him gonna to do up. something. He's gonna do something. <laughs> Jumping jacks. Or he's like peacing out. We have to be respectful of the fact that he doesn't get fucked up. That's I'm it. gonna get him fucked up, and if he has to fall down a set of stairs to do it, that's just fine. You know, I can that's do that and vile. probably will on my own. I don't need your help. <laughs> <laughs> I, I was trying to have your back there, Hugh. Thank was... you, Paul. <laughs> no, I mean, any one of these games, you can just play it. You don't have to play it with a with a drink twist to it. I mean, right. just because I add that in there doesn't mean that's what you have to do. I just got thinking that even though this is a game for younger players, if you had a group of people that were like, well, you know, it's it's a fun game, but, you know, why isn't it a little bit more fun? You could just add something to it. You could do something like that. You could you could change it. You could make them do push-ups every time you you uh, you 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 gave them a fish. Here's a fish. Do a push-up. If you got a bunch of military friends, maybe that's the way to go. And he was like, "Fuck you guys! I'm not coming to game night." <laughs> I could probably do the push-ups, but you know, I'm so glad we made this segment all about me and my sobriety. I, we don't that, we don't need to celebrate it enough. That was him. <laughs> and you even paid, pointed in the right direction. That was awesome. I haven't figured that shit out yet. It was Pointing. probably luck. Right. <laughs> uh, all right. Anything to add to that, or should we just throw it right to fucking commercial now? Run it. All right, guys. Stick with us. We're going to hit the commercial break. We'll be back with the news. The fourth annual Sci Fi Horror Fest is coming with an all new location new guests, and all the same fun, charm, and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. 
Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a keyback issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is THE king of comics. Before you train and work for years to earn your spot in the Royal Rumble, only to have Ronda Rousey come out at the end with all the enthusiasm of a sloth in a K-hole and win the whole thing, here's the news. First up, chair fight at the Golden Corral. Buffet dining has become even more deadly in Ben Salem, Pennsylvania last Friday. Along with dodging diabetes, obesity, and heart disease, you may also have to duck chairs. A 40-person brawl broke out in the restaurant after they ran out of steak. Apparently, there were two groups and one cut in front of the other in the beef queue. Once the medium-rare meat was exhausted, the two groups got in a confrontation at the tables. In this video, not only chairs and punches were thrown, but also those big high chairs, you know, the big plastic ones. In fact, one woman appeared to be wielding a high chair in each hand, both high above her head like a meat-deprived ninja. While none of the combatants looked like they really needed to be at a buffet, it's amazing how people who clearly don't move enough can move like bacon-greased lightning when the kibble is all gone. And here, I would just complain to my wife when a lady took the entire fresh bin of chicken wings at Ponderosa. It never occurred to me that a chair shot was an option. Now, police say if they can find out who started the fight, that person could face several charges, including simple assault, or as I like to call it, attempted meter. Next up, if we have to, overnight an actor from Atlantis. Jason Momoa has joined the cast of F-10, which is the 10th Fast and Furious movie and not a Final Fantasy spinoff. I wasn't sure, so I had to look it up. I knew early on I could not watch 10 movies of Vin Diesel not being Riddick or Groot, so I never really bothered. Anyway, there are no details on who he's playing, but many think he's going to be the villain of the film. And here I assume the villains of those films were bad car parts and fuel mixes. Aren't they all about street racing? I thought it was like Pixar's cars, but with thongs and lens flare. And finally, think of the children. After a brief respite, that wacky drink with a humaning problem, QAnon, is back at it again. What will they do this week? Whatever the fuck schizophrenia tells them to. Nancy Pelosi released a video this week stating she's running for another two-year term. The video was shot against a green screen of the painted ladies. This is the row of houses in San Francisco made famous by the opening of Bull House. The first crazy statement was that using that picture this close to Bob Saget's death means something. 
I swear, we are a 4chan thread away from global elites killed Bob Saget before he could expose them. I mean, have you heard his version of the aristocrats? It's more likely he would expose himself to them. The other crazy came from this quote in the video. Pelosi says, when people ask me, what are the three most important issues facing Congress? I always say the same thing. Our children, our children, our children. Their health, their education, the housing and economic security of their families, the clean, safe environment in which they can thrive, and a world at peace where they are all welcome and can reach their fulfillment. Doesn't that sound nice? Sounds like what any reasonable person would say. But hold on, you haven't been red-pilled yet. QAnon believes that the Democrats are child abusers, so they think Pelosi is trying to stay in Congress so she can steal an imaginary life force from babies and children. You heard me right. It's the adrenochrome conspiracy. Look it up. That they drain a chemical from children who are in fear to make a drug out of it to fuel satanic orgies, like a fucking Batman villain. It's a short leap, apparently, from Pelosi looking like a scarecrow to becoming the actual fucking scarecrow. Nancy will be played by Cillian Murphy in the eventual Netflix documentary, Making a Moron, the QAnon story. I tried to merge the words QAnon and moron, but the resulting word was the name of the Muslim holy book and decided to leave it alone. I don't need to piss off our Middle Eastern audience. Again. And that's the news, kids. Now, I leave you with a question to ponder over the next few days, because I believe so strongly in the truth. I posit this. Who did Joe Gatto touch inappropriately, and why was it Brian Quinn? Paul? Sorry. <clears throat> in other news. No. <laughs> Fuck, where did I go? I lost my other news. You shook me. I'm shook. In other news, the blob of toothpaste on your toothbrush is called a nurdle. Back to you, Corbs. Isn't it just toothpaste on a toothbrush? Fucking should be. Well, everything has to fit in a box these days and have a name, so. And that name is nurdle. Corbs? Nurdle. Nerd. It's got the word nerd in it. Fits in this show. Okay. <laughs> come on, come on, move it along. <laughs> Let's go. Come on. Nerdle. Where are we going? Where are we going? It's unnecessary. It's not. It's necessary roughness. That's the movie I'm doing this week. <gasps> nice segue. <laughs> Paul Blake is a 34-year-old farmer who was once a star high school football player, one of the best quarterbacks in Texas. Paul was forced to drop out of sight when his father died, leaving Paul to run the family farm. Now, after a 16-year 16 16-year 16 absence, he is lured back to football by his, his former coach, Wally Rig Reginero, or no, Rigendorf, something like that. Rich has recently been hired as an assistant coach to assistant coach to head coach Ed Gennaro, who has been hired by Texas State University to turn around the Texas State Armadillos. The team has placed on probation for corruption and university president 
President Carver Purcell wants results as soon as possible. The team that Gennaro and Ridge assemble includes a military fanatic who admires General Schwarzkopf, a physics, physics instructor, a swift martial arts champ named Eric Samurai Hansen, Andre Kim, a female kicker named Lucy Darper. On the field, Paul does his best to get himself back into shape while he has to overcome the awkwardness he feels about attending college classes at his age. And Paul finds himself attracted to a journalism prof professor, Susan Carter. Paul Gennaro and the rest deal with Dean Philip Elias, who wants to scrap the university's football program. And the Armadillos are out to beat, beat the almost impossible odds of winning at least one game this season. And stars Scott Bakula. You guys almost Scott. Hector Alonzo, Robert Loga, Sinbad, Jason Bateman, and Kathy Ireland. Mm -hmm. I forgot who was in this. Yeah. Rob Robert, Robert Logia, by the way. Logia, right? Yeah. Something like that. Yeah. All I know is he's, he's from uh, Scarface. Mm -hmm. So, uh, who else is in it? Rob Schneider's in it. Had to be a young Rob Schneider then. Was he? No, he was, actually, he was actually the announcer. That's right. It's been a while. I, mean, he's, I fucking love he, this he's, movie. He's, he's young in it. I mean, he's, you know, he's compared to now. Yeah. 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 So. Not a bad movie. As a matter of fact, I just watched it the other the other day. It was on Stars. Uh, it was on Stars. <laughs> so yeah, so I watched it. It's not a bad movie. Uh, I picked it because it's you know football season. We just got done with the uh, playoffs for the Super Bowls next weekend. So um, so I decided to pick a football movie this week to 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 go through. So you know, it's not a, it's not. One of, it's one not one of Bagley's, I would say, best movies, or maybe it is. I don't know. He's more of a TV actor now. So, mm -hmm. um, but it's a good movie. It's funny. It's got some funny parts and stuff like that. So, um, you know, out of five, I give it like two and a half, three stars out of five. So, but it's one of those, you know, raunchy 80s, 90s comedies. Yes. Yeah. yeah. Early so 90s. Not, yeah. So it's not too bad. You know, it's, it's, it's funny. I used to, when I worked at Blockbuster, you know, I'd rent it every once in a while. And, well, rent it. Rent it. Um, two things before I get into the Ebert thing. One, yeah. I fucking love this movie. I remember seeing it in the theater. So much fun. I had such a blast with this movie. Two, he is a 34-year-old, you said? That's what it says, yeah. He seems a lot older. I was going to say that, like, watching this as a kid in 91, you think he's, like, an old, middle-aged, yeah. Yeah, like. And now, like, like, 34, I'm like, I was starting to have kids. Like, that's, that's. <laughs> like, yeah. yeah 34 that, didn't seem I, so old then. Reading that, I was like, 34, he does not look 34 in there. Not even close. He's a rough 34. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, but you also you also understand. I mean, he went, you know, obviously high school, eighteen years. Mm -hmm. You know, eighteen years old. He, his father dies at that age, and he immediately goes and starts working on a farm. So I mean, he's going to have some wear and tear. I mean, obviously in the movie he smoked, so you're going to right. So, Smoke, but I mean, drink, still, yes, yeah. 
But still, 34? Mm, no. Yeah, good. that's that was a stretch. Yeah. So our good friend Roger Ebert agrees with you, Corbs. He gives it three stars as well. And this was from September 27th, 1991. And he says, <clears throat> I've seen versions of the plot of Necessary Roughness in almost every, mo- every other movie ever made about an underdog sports team. But I fell for it again this time because it was well done and because the movie doesn't try to pump itself up into more than it is a good humored entertainment the film tells the story of a college football team that faces its new season under an incredible handicap only actual bona fide students will be allowed to play on the team no recruited superstars no future pros who will be coddled in a no in no-brainer classes no players with under the table financial aid from the booster club just real students who try out for the team this is a big come down for the texas state armadillos who weren't who were last year's national college football champions before an investigation uncovered widespread corruption in the school's athletic program The school had to give up its trophies and forfeit its victories, and for the new season, the only returning player will be a guy who spent all of his time on the bench. The Texas State president, played by Fred Dalton Thompson, can't even find anyone to lead the team until he has a brainstorm. He offers the job to a veteran coach named Gennaro, played by Hector Elizondo, who has just finished attacking the school's ethics on national television. Gennaro accepts naturally because in a movie like this, nobody is ever allowed to turn down a challenge. Gennaro hires an old pal named Rigendorf, played by Robert Loggia, as his assistant. At first, they plan to divide up offense and defense, but when only 17 students make the team, they decide it's time for a return to Ironman football. Fuck that noise. And they recruit players in unlikely places. A 34-year-old former Texas high school star, played by Scott Bakula, has never used his college eligibility, eligibility, and he's drafted as quarterback. A school astronomy professor, played by Sinbad, has a year of eligibility left, and he joins the team along with a kicker, played by Kathy Ireland, recruited from the women's soccer team. You can see this movie's plot unfolding a mile away. I don't think this is what he meant to say. The ragbag <laughs> collection of misfits will lose almost all of their games, but will... But will they finally pull themselves together and win the big one? What do you think? And will there be a love affair between Bakula and his standoffish journalism professor, played by Harley Jane Kozark, Kozak? All these events are written in the stars. The movie assembled in an offbeat group of supporting talent, including a lineman from Samoa, played by Peter Navy Tuis Osapo. Couldn't do that nice. again. Nice. Good job. Tuis Osapo. <clears throat> who makes the refrigerator look like an ice chest. Not so successful is Larry Miller as the anti-sports dean. His scenes play on a different note than the rest of the movie and seemed shoehorned in. But Elizondo and Logia, two veterans of many years of fine and supporting work, seem to enjoy themselves playing the coaches. And as the armadillos creep towards greatness, necessary roughness generates a genuine charm. Aw. He liked it. He really liked it. He did, and so did That's I. What I got of it. You know, it's based on a real football team, right? That doesn't surprise me. Not one bit. Southern Southern Meth SMU, Southern Methodist University. They were handled the Southern Meth. Southern Methodist, yeah. <laughs> no math. Oh God. 
Yeah, they were handed the death. They were handed the death penalty. Um, when was it? Uh, nineteen eighty-seven. Nice. So it was reasonably current at that point. Yeah, it was. It was that was the big topic in in sport in sports at that time. In the sports, their football, pro, their, their football program. Well, their boosters were paying the kids to go there and fudging grades and stuff. It was, it was bad. They were handed the death penalty. They did recently, I think, within. Uh, and no football in 1988. I think they came back like. What was it? But if you're rich enough, you can do that. You can you can pay for all that stuff, right? Get your- they're changing shit now, where they're talking about the college athletes getting some cash. No, they're actually they're actually doing that now. No, I'm talking about parents paying to get their kids on teams. You know, that was Lori or Lawson. you know, in the college, yeah, or in the college. But yeah, they're, they're now nowadays just uh, college kids can be paid. They can sign a endorsement deals. I, I get kind of what they're saying because I, I I watched something on um, I don't know if I told you guys I was watching something on Netflix called Bad Sports, and they talked about Arizona State University and their point shaving scandal in '94 or something like that. They had a couple of kids that shaved points for, in games. They still won, but they didn't cover the point spread. So gamblers are making a shit ton of money. There was one game I made yeah, like $5 million over these games. There's like three or four games, something like that. They made a shit ton of money off of it. But and that the, trickles down to the players. That's why they No, it. see, that's this. And they didn't. The players didn't get a lot. The players only got $10,000 each. Well, as a college kid, that's still a good that's chunk the, right. And you're, you're, you're talking about kids from the inner city. Poor kids. Right. It's a lot of money. Right. That's a lot of money for these kids. And they were these guys were talking when I was watching them, I mean, they were talking about so there was times when these kids didn't eat. They didn't have any money whatsoever. And a lot so, of the, a lot of the kids in the in the programs, in the football programs, and the basketball programs were like that. They didn't right. know where their meals were coming from. They they didn't have money to get a meal plan at school. So when these they were very susceptible to get Mm-hmm. caught up in something like this or start gambling or doing something illegal because they didn't have the money to survive. So you can see kind of where that starts to come into play a lot. So, and now I can understand why these kids were always wanting to get paid. The school was making money off these kids left and right. Millions totally. of dollars, millions and millions of yep. dollars. Because they can sell the jerseys and everything. Right. And the kids, kids don't, don't see a kickback for, for their jersey. Right. Yeah. Yep. So when that so they finally last year they finally um allowed kids to if they could and if they could negotiate it, they could get paid. Um there was a kid, Ohio State quarterback, I can't remember what his name is. He was the first kid to sign a deal. He he makes he makes a million dollars in endorsements. Wow. And he didn't even play he played like three downs this year. Hmm. So, but he still he still gets paid. He gets paid for endorsements. Um, there's two girls. They're TikTok super. There's TikTok superstars. They're stars. They're basketball players from Fresno State. They do same thing. They they just signed a deal for a million dollars to to do TikTok videos or some shit like that. So, so they shut down their OnlyFans then. <laughs> oh, wow! Man, that's just wrong. You know nothing about them. High high schoolers, weren't they? 
college. You You're talking about the two the two girls? Yeah. They started out they started out making the videos in high school, but now they're yeah. they're, they're, they're twins. Dead. So down, Paul. Down. You're just proving my point the more you say. I'm just saying. So yeah, they're they're twins, but yeah, they they just signed a deal to that's a category you can click on. Twins? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You just try to stop me. <laughs> <laughs> you know, speaking of football, I mean it's weird. Most years I at least have heard who's going to be in the Super Bowl, but I haven't even heard that this year. Go Corbs. Super Bowl. You got the Eminem. Eminem. Yeah. That's the halftime show. That's all that matters. Eminem. Eminem, Dr. Dre, Snoop. I know the, the, the teams, not the hat. You got the Rams and the Cincinnati Bengals. Okay, that's all I needed. I would just, that's it. To, uh, so, to steal a phrase from Tony Schiavone, that'll put asses in seats. So these, so these, you know, these, you know, predatory cats are going to go after the um, tasty sheep. Is that what I'm hearing? Just keep them coming, guys. Wait. Keep them coming. Wait, aren't aren't Bucks? Is it is it Buccaneers? Is it the the, the cats are gonna go after the pirates? He, sh- he said the Rams against there's oh, no Rams. pirates. I thought he Bengals. said Rams and the Bengals. It was supposed to be the Chiefs and the Buccaneers, and neither one of those teams won. Didn't work well, out. Well then it wasn't supposed to be that. Oh no, they they you know you, it's like every year. The All the predictions good. and shit. Yankees already already won the World Series this year, so nobody has to play it. So Wait, I, I thought that um don't the, the doesn't New England always play in the Super Bowl every year? Not since Tom Brady left. Yeah. So then there was supposed to be Josh Allen from Buffalo against Patrick Mahomes, and they played against each other. That game was very good. I watched that game. That was freaking. It was a thirteen seconds game. Yep. Yeah. Story of my life. Hewitt, it. I don't know if you're doing this on purpose or not, but it sounds like you're saying Super Bowl. Oh, I'm saying he Super is. Bowl. He is okay. saying Super Absolutely. Bowl. That, okay. That's a huge thing. That every time, every year this time, we get the Super Bowl. I mean, I, I call it sports ball. Yeah, that's well, a huge thing, too. too. Covers yeah. it, You've used covers it before. It I have. Yeah, covers it all. I'm, I'm looking up. I'm looking at titles here, just making sure that everybody's even. <laughs> that's that's compelling podcast. Um, since we're on the football, the the Tom, footballsing, Tom Brady. Oh no, but we probably should mention that as well in your sportsing yeah. talk. Yeah, he retired apparently. Him and Ben. Yes, sorry. Right. I mean, one less rapist on the in the NFL is good. Sure. That would be that would be Ben Roethlisberger, not not Tom Brady. As far as I know, he he's not a rapist. He just kisses his kids on the lips. So so Brady, okay, who's Brady is who with who? The Patriots? And now the Buccaneers was with the Patriots. Formerly and soon to be again with the Patriots. Wait, huh? He's gonna sign a one day contract and retire as a Patriot. Oh. We saw that coming a fucking mile away. When did, I didn't even hear that. No, I didn't hear that. Didn't hear that. He's already been in, in contact with Robert Kraft. Tell me you know that's not coming. Come on. Oh, well, yeah, you—he's not retiring as a fucking buccaneer. <laughs> but no. I mean, but he retired because neither one of his, you know, whatever he was team he was with didn't make it to the playoffs, right? So he just—they no, made, they they made, made the playoffs. playoffs they year. went out round one. Oh, oh, right. but they, they, okay. They, they um, no, okay. they didn't lose in the first round. Lost in the second round. 
You're right. Yeah, the last week, this past week. But yeah, he he's done. He's he's our age. I don't know. I mean, he, he, he's done for now. Let's put. I it think he's going to pull one of those fire thingies where he's done and it's not me. done, and then he's done and it's not done. When when he realizes he really likes being in the limelight, he'll come back. Yeah. Excuse me. But no, that wasn't the news I was going with. Uh, news that broke today: the Washington Redskins. I mean, the Washington football team. I mean, they're now wow. the Washington Commanders. They did take Commander. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Commanders, Commanders. Yeah. There was a couple names they were considering: Commanders and what was the other one? There was another one that was like that. I don't know. I didn't catch it. Like I saw the news today, and I was like, "Oh no, shit!" And I just I mean, kind of like that name. I like it, and I mean, really, if they don't go to Hasbro and license Cobra Commander's likeness for their fucking mascot, that's a missed opportunity. Not It's not. It should. No. Or General Schwarzkopf. <laughs> Trying to make Schwarzkopf happen? <laughs> <laughs> Just like a <laughs> All right. Any more sports talk, Paul? I don't. Okay. No, just the whole Brian Flores thing. See that one, Paul? He's suing the NFL. Oh, yeah. I saw this. Discrimination, hiring discrimination. He said that uh, he went and interviewed with the Giants and somebody else. The Texans or the Broncos? And they kind of were just like... uh, Really, kind of informal. They were had no no desire to hire him whatsoever. Any merit to his claims? Um, I think so because uh, Bilicek put out a uh, a tweet or something that was has recently been deleted. Texting, I thought it was. Yeah, I thought it was, it was text messages. Or... The group group text. It was a conversation. Yeah, something I, I didn't I didn't see what the text said or whatever, but it was basically kind of saying, "Did you interview him, or did did you you know?" Something to the fact that basically it was, did you give him a courtesy interview type of thing? Affirmative so, action. Yeah. Yeah. Because you're supposed to, when you're looking to hire somebody as a coach in the NFL, you have to interview X amount of. Yeah, you have to interview yeah. at least, I think it's at least one Afro, Afro-American candidate. Hmm. So, so what Corbs is saying is Brian Flores has gotten a lot of interviews, no job offers. Is, is what we're, we're hearing. And, and, and from what he was saying is he was right. the head coach of the Dolphins last year, and they fired him after they just missed the playoffs. But the year before that, <coughs> the, the CEO and the owner basically told him, we want you to lose. We'll pay you an extra – Five thousand dollars for every loss that you have, so we can get a better draft pick. So it was encouraged for them, encouraging him and the team to lose, so they could get a better draft pick. I have a question. All right, this is, for, this is for Paul. Okay, Paul, did you interview any African Americans before you hired me for this podcast? He tried, but he didn't show up. Okay. Just okay, go ahead. I mean, Hugh's not wrong. When I uh when but I no, this, you guys, this show has been 
pretty lily white. It's been a white <laughs> so, sausage fest. It's for old aging white guys. Nobody, I don't think that's true. Nobody this wants. Is, this is just how it happened. What we have to say. Three people want to hear it. That's it. Yeah, I mean, no, Corbs, I'm sorry. Two you of them are aging there. white guys. For us, by us? No? Is that already being used? What? <laughs> All right. You know, I, I don't I don't understand this situation, and I'm probably going to Whoopi Goldberg this shit and completely misunderstand it and say something bad, but um, if he's we'll just, saying, we'll just suspend you, that's all. If they're saying that, if he's claiming racism, I mean... There are tons of black players in the NFL. I mean, I don't, I, I don't know anything about sports really, but it seems like they go for the people who are best for the job. They don't care what color their skin is. I mean, am I missing something? I mean, no, you're not wrong. Oh, okay, you're not. But what he's saying is, in the upper echelon of coaching, that's not ah, a thing. Okay, all right, all right. I didn't know that. I, I didn't know if this guy was a coach or a player or what. But. Yeah, no, he was a he was a head coach, and he. <coughs> He should have. He should have gotten in. He still may get a job someplace as a head coach. Know. Not after this week. <laughs> well, no, no, not now. He may get a head coaching job at high school or something. Modified. He, he Bubba Wallace. That shit. <laughs> and Pop Warner. So, but yeah, that that was, I didn't even know that one. I uh, I got a text message from my uh, my ex about that one. She's like, "Oh, did you hear about this?" And I'm like, "I got no. What are you talking about?" And then I really went on ESPN and it was the top thing. I was like, oh, isn't that just fucking great? Wait, did you say, what are you talking about, Willis? I should, that was perfect. I should have done I'm it. I'm leading into it. Here we go. Lost <laughs> casual racism again. Well, speaking of racism, <gasps> I, I was going to throw something out there that might get me in trouble, but uh, I've had an interesting thing happen to me for the past week. Paul's like, oh, this is going to be good. So, The past week in my Facebook feed, I am getting inundated with all of these pages I've never heard of. I don't have anything to do with them. And the pages themselves, there's nothing wrong with them. What they appear to be is uh, pages like affirming African-American heritage in things like very strong um, pages all about that, which is fine. But every single one of these things is popping up. And I don't know how this happened is all about whether or not Egypt was black. And it's just an article that's like, oh, you know, you know, Egypt forever or whatever. And then there's the comments are just a bunch of white people and black people fighting. And then all Perfect. sorts of racist shit going on. And first of all, I mean, I'm trying to figure out why the fuck this is popping up in my newsfeed to begin with. Um, second of all, I mean, you know, my favorite um, period in history is ancient Egypt. I've been uh, fascinated by that since I was a little kid. Tons of documentaries, movies, um, National Geographic, and all this hours of, of playing uh, Assassin's Creed Assassin's Origins. Creed. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. And I mean, I, I I didn't know this was a thing. I mean, I've always been under the impression that Egypt was a very mixed country. Um, there was like a period of a hundred years where the Nubians came up and conquered things, and then they went away. Um, but I, you know, there were black people, there were white people, there were brown people. You know, just like it is today. It's it's very very mixed uh but apparently there's a very there's a huge fight going on uh that's insane have any of you heard about this no well well apparently there are people they're i guess they're called afrocentric centrist i'm not sure i I looked up a few articles but i i didn't jot anything down um but they're they're making claims that egypt was primarily black 
Okay. Now, personally, I don't care if they're black, if they're white, that's fine. But the the evidence appears to, to point toward that not being the case. Like, you know, it, it's not not foolproof, but even DNA evidence have, you know, said that, you know, they're, they're kind of more from mostly from like Turkey and Israel and that kind of area is where, you know, primarily, you know, the people came from. There were black people there, but most of the population has, I was reading tonight, you know, it's like an 8% um, African uh, genome, I guess, in their their DNA, and that's that's higher than it would have been back in ancient times. Uh, so it appears to me, as a layman who doesn't know anything about this, just googling it and looking at it. I mean, I thought this was settled. Oh. Apparently, science doesn't have this settled. Scientists are actually afraid to come out and make any statements on it because of this controversy. So I, I thought maybe you guys had heard about it, but I'm like, man, I, I guess the thing that bothers me is. If, if it was black, that's fine. If if there's evidence to say it's it was more mixed or brown, really, why are people trying to, I mean, why would you lay claim to something if it, if it couldn't be proven? Like I'm Polish, but I don't pin my self-esteem on, you know, kibasa and sauerkraut and pierogies. I mean, shit, <laughs> I, I just don't Polish? get it. I'm Polish, can't you tell? That's racist. But I'm Polish, yeah. whatever. I can't guess, you tell? I, I, I oh, exactly what I know that. I'm big and fat. I like smoked sausage. Come on. Well, I know a lot of big fat people. And they're not all fucking Polish. Are you sure? Have you asked? Them? No, I'm not Polish. <laughs> I'm not Polish. No, they're not Italian because the women don't have mustaches. Oh, fuck. <laughs> all right. So, so guys, what are what are your, your thoughts on that? Because I, I went down this whole way and I'm just confounded. Wait. I have a question. Yeah. Now, I had to look it up because I thought I knew where Egypt was, and I was right. How, what? How is Egypt not more percentage African? Well, that's the thing. Egypt was a conquered nation. It was conquered by the Greeks, the Romans, all sorts of... Well, I guess the idea is fine. they kind of moved in from the middle east and then they went through periods where they were conquered oh I you know see. left and right I at one see. point they were conquered by you know the, the new i think it's now sedan but there there were black pharaohs um they they came in they conquered and ruled egypt for like a hundred years but the, the, the claim isn't that there weren't black people in egypt it's not even that there were white people in egypt um there are people who are saying egypt was all black and every single pharaoh every king every ruler was all black and, and the evidence do, doesn't appear to support that it supports a mixing one thing i thought thought was interesting is back then nobody thought of themselves as black and white that's a distinction that we created no you know, right in modern times you, you um, spend enough time in the desert you really can't tell people apart. I, I, exactly um you know it's it, it, it you can't really rely on on things like for one thing um i, I believe kemet is uh, one of the words used for the land around the Nile, and it means the black land. And people are saying, well, that means it's land that belonged to the blacks. But they wouldn't have applied that word to people's skin back then. It, you know, it's referring to the rich, fertile black soil that's all along the Nile. So there, there's a lot of like uh, claims that are, you know, not, not entirely true based on well, historical context from back then. Well, I mean, depending upon, well, for a long time, I mean, I, I, I don't know you know, what period you're talking about exactly, but I know for a long time, you know, the, you're, you're, you were classed based on basically, you know, what you were, what you were made of or what, what you had 
you know, available to you. You know, if you were a you know, dirt farmer, you were low class. If you were from royalty, then you were high class. You know, then, I mean, you're right. It wasn't skin color. It was yeah. classist and it was, you know, the higher class enslaved the lower class and that's how it worked. I, I think that maybe some of this is starting to come up a lot because you guys heard about the whole Cleopatra movie controversy. Mm-mm. Yeah, you know, they, they went and they said they were considering, I forget who it was, but they were considering two white, whitish actresses for the role and people freaked out like she was a black woman, but she actually wasn't. She was from Greece. <laughs> yeah. Isn't who it? Gal Gadot? Who can, who can freaking argue that? that's what i'm saying everybody argues everything nowadays kevin you gotta know that it doesn't matter what it is there's always going to be a group of people out there that think the exact opposite of what everybody thinks i just thought this was all settled i didn't realize that it was an active debate paul you look uncomfortable had they actually pinged gal gadot for that he's checking the time no no i i'm (laughs) it's there's something just bubbling up in me that's Hugh hit something that's really calm down. It's whoopee. getting me going. Easy, Whoopi. Yeah. Do you want to wait? Go on. Wait, no, on. the Kevin Smith fan in me has something that has to be said before we end this. Oh, let's well, just just say it. And let's move on to the next section. What's a Nubian? <laughs> Perfect. Perfect. Oh, I gotta go. Perfect. I had to. At least you get it, Hugh. I can see it on your face. At least you know what I'm talking about. Um, but yeah, let's uh, let's let's wrap this up. Had the commercial break, and uh, we'll come back and finish the show. Yep. Stick with us, guys. Looking for the hottest new comic on the shelf or a key back issue to complete your run? How about that rare statue or action figure that you've scoured the internet looking for? Come to Collectibles Galore, located in North Syracuse with ample off-street parking. Collectibles Galore has a huge selection of comics, toys, and rare pop culture items you won't find anywhere else. Comics Galore is always buying comics and toys and will give you the fairest price for your collection. New customers get 15% off their first purchase in-store. Collectibles Galore for all of your pop culture needs. Stop in and see for yourself why Collectibles Galore is the king of comics. charm and camaraderie that you've come to know and love. Sci-Fi Horror Fest has a new home for 2022 at the Vernon Downs Casino and Hotel in Vernon, New York. Sci-Fi Horror Fest will be held on August 26th and 27th. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is a family-friendly event featuring fun activities, vendors, and a media area with an eclectic group of podcast personalities. Exciting celebrity guest appearances will be announced soon. For more information and to purchase tickets, go to www.sci-fi-horrorfest.com. Sci-Fi Horror Fest is currently looking for volunteers. This is your chance to be a part of the fun. Please note, details of the event are subject to change due to any lasting issues due to COVID-19.
Hi, y'all. We're back. <laughs> hey, y'all. Are we though? Are we? Well, um, if they if they listen to the last discussion. segment on racism, then we're back. Then we're, we're all going to burn in hell, and Whoopi Goldberg is going to come visit us and beat us with a with a salted fish. Christmas. What? What the hell was that about? Isn't Neil Young going to be with us too? Can we can we just move on to the next section, please? <laughs> I mean, I thought we were. Man, man, he, just okay. Just talk about it, Kevin. Talk about it. Nope. No. <laughs> no. Nope. You're not going to talk about the show you want to talk about? Oh, we're going to move oh. into. Oh, are we doing that? Are we going to move in? Fine. Guys, what you watching? I was, uh, me personally, I just going to get this out there. I um, had all the emotions for Book of Boba Fett. I did. I really did. It was all, you know, all Dadalorian was back and, you know, Rosario Dawson was there. So I got really happy at, you know, that moment. That was, it was a happy moment for me. And then, it was uh, still a Mandalorian episode. Yeah. Which I'm not really saying was. is a bad thing, no. but I mean, we're running out of episodes for. This was a, this is a Grogu, Grogu, Grogu Orion show. Grogorian? Grogu, Grogu Orion. Grogu. Okay. Uh, you know, I, I mean, I last week I didn't mind. I mean, I loved this episode. Don't get me wrong; it was fantastic. But no, I like it. Yeah, but I, like I felt it. like doing this two ep- episodes in a row—it's too much. You're kind yeah. of speaking away from the main source material, even though it was like yeah. the best episode ever in the history of of episodes. I was still like, "This is not the show I'm watching." You know? Yeah. But hey, at least Boba Fett made an appearance this week. I mean. So. But look what we got. I mean, look at look at the characters we got in this show. I, 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 I blown away. I was blown away with the number of characters that we got. All the all the live action characters we got that up until you know Mandalorian were you know they were just drawings, Dave Filoni drawings. I mean, it was fantastic. You know, um, I, I, you know Cobb Vant is back. That was fantastic. Absolutely fantastic. Mm-hmm. Ahsoka, Luke, R2. I mean, as soon as freaking R2 greeted Mandalorian, come on. Yeah. It's like Kathy goes, Is that? I go, Of course it is. <laughs> and then, you know, Grogu, and then our favorite blue faced villain. Well, you, you had a look on your face like uh, you just got shivers up your spine. <laughs> I was very excited to see Cad Bane. And as soon as you saw the silhouette coming oh, through yeah. the sands, I was like, that's when I texted you, Kevin, and said, holy shit. Right. Yeah. And, and my worry was that I'm like, he's never lost. He, he's never lost a, a gunfight. Never. Ever. So, I mean, he's gotten his ass beat down and he's had to run away, but he's never lost a gunfight. So here I'm thinking, oh, great. Cobb Banta's back. And then I'm like, oh, fuck. Oh, Cobb is dead. <laughs> We know his. We know his. his uh, the deputy is definitely yeah. dead. Yeah, because he hit him a couple times. But Cobb, oh. yeah, Cobb Vance. I mean, they were they were there. They were trying to help him. So maybe he's going to live through it. And maybe this is exactly what hmm, let's call it Freetown needs to motivate them to join uh, to join Boba Fett. It looked like he got hit in the shoulder to me. It did. Yeah, it, it did like to me too. Yeah. Especially when they were they were applying the like the pressure at the end. Yeah. 
Like I, I was watching close to that and where they were addressing yeah, was, his wounds. Yeah. I was kind of pissed at that. I was like, you can't kill off Timmy Ol- Timothy Oliphant. Right. No shit. You can't can bring him back. You're just going to kill him? That's now, what they want you to think until next week, though. I but had Ebony's to have, I had to have Damara come into the room and watch, even though she's not watching the show. Did they up their game with the special effects on Luke from the end of Mandalorian? Because at the yes. end of Mandalorian, it was awesome, yeah. but it looked a little weird. This, I could, could you guys tell the difference? It looked yeah. flawless to me. I was, I was watching very close and yet there's still a little iffiness, but so much better than before. And, and like so much better than what we saw with Leia in Rogue yeah. One and like Tarkin, I think also in Rogue One, right? Yeah, it's, it's, it's gotten yeah. so much better. It's it is good. It's very good. It's very very good. The technology is very very good. Um, but if you've, I mean, if you've ever watched Mark Hamill movies that are not Star Wars, you know that's not him. Um, I mean, it's just it's too soft. They just did the features a little bit too soft. It's not it's not who he was. They, they've they've aged him almost inappropriately for the time. Um, it, it, was it smooth? Did it, did it look like it was a character that, you know, was supposed to be Luke Skywalker? Sure. You know, definitely fit the bill. But in my mind, you know, I can't be fooled because I've seen enough of Mark Hamill, you know, in, in my 40 years of 30 plus years of watching him on, on screen that I knew, you know, you know, it's not him, even though it's his voice. You know, I know he came back to the studio. I know he recorded. So I'm still happy to see it, though. Still. So, and the running and jumping scene was, uh, I had to go back and watch the one from Empire to see how much of it was, uh, was similar. And there was quite a bit, mm-hmm. quite a bit of it was similar, not just the flip, but, you know, climbing the stalk was the same as climbing the vine. Um, yeah. there was quite a bit of it that was, that was very, very similar. And, and, and even the, when he ran across the, 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 um, the bamboo that was in the water, the bamboo tops, he actually ran across some rocks. Um, in the swamp. Uh, so is Grogu going to take the uh, the chainmail or the saber? We won't find out till Mandalorian season three. Yeah, that's what I I'm think, guessing. Yeah, I, I got a prediction. I got a prediction. I think Grogu is starting to become become aware of what's going on, become aware of his age, his ability to live past the years of the people that are around him, starting to understand that there's a way for him to protect himself. And uh, at least, if, if not be bigger than he is, but at least see a way to not being in the, in the situations he was in the past, which is, which is all pain and all threats all the time. Um, and I think he sees that and he think he knows that the lightsaber is the way forward. Um, I think long after Luke and the Mandalorian are gone, we're going to see uh, Grogu with his chain mail on and his lightsaber in hand. Luke's not going to throw away the chainmail. It's not going to go anywhere. It's going to go on a shelf somewhere. So he'll have it. He'll have both someday. But I think he's going to take the favor. Okay, that's my my prediction. I would have I to like, agree with that. I yeah, liked it though. I really like the show. Um, now here's a here's a little little uh, thing for you. And I had to go back and look at this too. When they showed the room where um, uh, Fennec was talking about uh, what's going on, and the modders were there. Um, the, the Gamorrean was trying to keep the, um, the Twi'lek in, in, you know, uh, the, ma- the mayor's um, second hand. Major Domo. Yeah. yeah. Um, 
and you know Boba Fett's there, and they're talking at the at the table, and you know obviously you know Black Kurzant uh, was there. Fennec walks around, and then she, and then they look up, and then there's Boba Fett, and it made me feel like, well, okay, he's you know in the background and he's standing up above them. It just gave me this feeling of the time Darth Vader was with the um, the uh, uh, bounty hunters, and Boba Fett stands right there in the middle. And it made me feel like all of a sudden, now this is you know a callback, a callback to that. So that was really cool. But who else? Great. Yeah, I got a question for you guys. Who else do you think um, Mando's going to go get as far as um, uh, muscle, muscle, manpower? Well, it's not going to be Gina Carano. <laughs> Probably not. I was thinking uh, Katie Sackhoff's character, Bo-Katan, and her Sasha Banks is the other girl that plays the. That I think, I think the two of them are going to end up back with them. So Sasha Banks announced a while back that she was done with Disney. Her role had finished, and she was okay. done, and she wasn't going back. But we don't know if that means that they already filmed her part in Boba Fett and then she was done after that so we don't know so there's an, there's a possibility now the other the other character Axe Wolves um, I forget the actor's name um, he hasn't been seen or heard from uh, been pretty well radio silent on his Twitter feed so he might come back and there may be others um, you know here Shane McMahon's looking for a job well there you go there you go we know that there's been a couple of characters, a couple of actors, uh, actors and actresses um, cast for Ahsoka. Um, there's a, there's every possibility that we're going to see, you know, some of those, one of those, or two of those in Book of, Book of Boba Fett. Maybe a very brief role, but then later on in uh, in Ahsoka. So possibilities. I have a prediction again, if you want to hear it. Mm -hmm. Definitely. I think he's going to go find the tribe. That he of uh, Tuscan Raiders that he talked to before, when um, what was what was Freetown before it was most Vespa no most whatever it was yeah um, whatever the whatever Freetown was before when they were um, uh, afflicted with the crate dragon, Mando hooked up with the the Tuscans and brought the the town and the Tuscans together and they fought with the crate dragon and Mando ended up you know, blowing up the, the dragon. I think he's going to go to that group of Tuscans, which I think is a different tribe than what uh, Boba Fett was with. And I think that's, I think we're going to see Tuscans uh, in the mix. I think it was called most desert shithole. Yes. But you might want to look that up. Yes. I think you're right. Pretty sure you're right. <laughs> I honestly, I don't remember what it, what they call it either. But when they when they got around to calling it Freetown, that is a nod back to the novels that Cobb Vanth was from. That that's what they were calling the town then. Okay, well, that's so, cool. Yeah, that's cool. I didn't know that. That's cool. I mean, you would if somebody else returned the audiobook so I can loan them to you. But yeah, Pigo. Pigo. What you call? Is what it was called. Oh, neat. Pelago. Yes. Yeah. Okay. Okay. Sounds familiar. We'll go That's for cool. the win. That's cool. All right. Well, what else? 
Um, well, I wanted to bring up the fact that, and I know Hugh, you watched it too. Uh, the Royal Rumble just happened this past weekend. No, I did. I was there. Neither. Well, not there. I was in my living room. I you didn't get it? to finish it that night. Really? Avery was off her fucking rocker, and I stopped be- the last two matches, the Edge, the Edge match, and then the Men's Rumble. I, I had, I sent her to bed. I went to bed. I'm like, I'm done. And she's like, No, I don't want to ruin this for you. And I'm like, Too late. <laughs> Too fucking late. Um, have you gone back and rewatched since? Well, no, I went back and finished it the next day. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so you see that really, I mean, you, your your stopping point was the best place. Um. Well, no, I was okay with the the Edge and Miz match. That was fine. It was okay. It wasn't great. It was what it was always going to be. Very true. Um, but the men's rumble was just meh. There really wasn't anything special about it. I I mean, I thought it was okay. Um, you know, you probably read about all the backstage stuff, which is why, you know, Shane got fired. So No, you you got me on that because I don't know what you're talking about. Oh, they WWE fired Shane McMahon. How do you fire the owner's son? Like the owner did it. Apparently he he produced the rumble. Apparently he came in at the last minute, changed a bunch of stuff, booked himself to be in the final four. It was pushing for like a, a thing where he was going to fight like somebody at WrestleMania, like Seth Rollins or after that's, years that's of not being, yeah. being involved, he suddenly wanted to like, you know, move right to the top of the card and it made a mess. And uh, there, he had a lot of backstage heat. And yeah, I mean, it, it was, you know, it's going around the news now that he's gone. Wow. So Vince basically said, go the fuck home. Yeah, you're done. <laughs> well, serves him right because it, it made no sense to me. Like uh, we get the, like, the, you always get the surprise entrance like that. And I was waiting for ones in the men's match because the women's match had fucking great ones. Oh yeah, the women. I mean that that was the winner of Royal Rumble was the women's Rumble. That was fucking awesome. But, but I mean, the best thing to come out of that is the fact that um, you know, it wasn't a one-off for Lita. If you saw Monday Night, yes, Raw. I'm so excited. Yes, me too. That that's awesome. Her and Becky Lynch. That's that'll be awesome. I I can't wait. Although, again, I won't get to see that pay per view because I will be in the midst of this Disney bounding. Uh, and the more shit I drop, the more I'm making it clear when I'm going to be gone. So, yeah, shut up, Paul. I know, right? Um, but um, we had a blast with it. it. It was it was pretty cool to have three generations of my family sitting down together and watching it. The kids sat with us for the whole thing. Kylie was a little itchy on it because, you know, same idea. Kylie and jumping bean madison did not move an inch for that whole thing wow. she was very disappointed when Liv morgan got eliminated because that's her girl um but yeah that, that was we had a great time and and i referenced knowing that he was watching it because he did reach out to me and was like hey we're getting the rumble you know if you want to come over and watch it with us and i was like appreciate it <laughs> i got my dad coming we've got the peacock network so we're we're good with it too so that and i sent you an interesting text during the women's rumble yes (laughs) i forgot about that yes but you know i i really do feel i mean are you disappointed about the whole ronda rousey thing (sighs) not as disappointed as as i was with the the brock lesnar thing okay but i mean i don't want to like like put her down but you could tell that after her whole thing with the fans you know last year or whatever 
she she's getting paid a lot of money. She doesn't look like she's happy to be there. Didn't care. And, was out yeah. do, doing her thing. That's it. Yeah, and doing to bring her in for. at the at the end, second to last, and have her yeah. win. I mean that that just shits on all the work, uh, the great work of everyone else that was in the match. Mm-hmm. I agree. Um, and she's, I think she's going to be in like the Brock Lesnar of the women. Oh, God, I hope not because I hate that she whole thing. She can come and go as she pleases. I mean, that's what Brock has been doing. Yeah, he shows up for it. a week, two weeks, and then he's gone for six months. Yep. That's that's his contract with WWE. He can come and uh, go as he pleases. Her contract is for the next year or something. So she's going to be more involved. She's going to be on TV every week. Um, so not oh. quite like Rocks, but clearly going to SmackDown then. Um. Yeah. Well, didn't need it. We also didn't need Brock to be number thirty and come in and win it all. And yeah, he hasn't really given his answer, but I'm pretty sure we all know that he's going to challenge Roman Reigns. He did. They, I yeah, thought he said he his answer was coming on Friday. He did it on Monday night. He, he didn't out. outright say on Monday night though. Uh, no, actually, he did. He came out, talked to Bobby Lashley, and he's like, "Well, you know, Bobby, we didn't really have." You didn't beat me. You know, you, there was Roman Reigns' help or whatever, some shit like that or whatever. He told Leslie he wasn't coming for him. He was going after Roman Reigns. So do I have him backwards? Was it Rousey that was saying that she's going to give her answer on Friday? That's all I saw from no, Rousey. No, I, I, I don't know. I, I could have it backwards. That could be it. Um, but... Did I don't know if you watched any of the the pre-show stuff where they were all talking about? Yeah. Did you see that they blew the surprise for Brock Lesnar? No. Someone someone mentioned during the pre-show stuff that he was in the Royal Rumble. Oh, I didn't catch yeah. that. Because I caught it and I was just like, oh, okay. And then when he comes out thirtieth and everyone goes nuts, I'm like, guess they weren't supposed to say that earlier. <laughs> <sighs> Oops. Uh-huh. Yeah. That's why Shane got fired. Probably, yeah. Fucking Shane. Um, all right, let's uh let's continue on because I have one thing to do at the end of the show before we, we finish it off. So let's uh let's continue on with what we're watching, guys. Well, I watched uh a Netflix series called All of Us Are Dead. You might have seen it, it was like number one, number two. Um this is a Korean, um, so it's it's dubbed in English, and I gotta say. I wasn't sure about it because while I enjoyed Squid Game, I think I talked about how I didn't like the fucking weird, um, insecure humor part of it, you know, like it took away from it. Uh, first thing I want to say, this does not have that. They play it straight. There is a, a little, they're weird about relationships and admitting to each other if someone likes each other because they're all high schoolers. Mm-hmm. Um, but that weird humor bullshit is not in it. It's, a, it's played straight. And I got to tell you, holy fuck, almost every episode of this is over an hour. This is a 12-hour zombie epic that while it has its quirks because it's, it's made in South Korea, um, puts the, the last few seasons of the walking dead shows to shame nice uh, it, it some people complain that it's a bit too long and my wife's like wow why did because they, they, there is the whole high school kid thing so that people have crushes yes that's there but everything around it is so good that it's fine the special effects the zombies the gore it's intense as fuck um i cannot recommend this show of uh, higher than I am. I mean, if you like horror and you like zombies and at one point you appreciated The Walking Dead, this show's fantastic. This is like, I mean, they, they even reference things like Train to Busan 
in, oh, nice. in, the, in the movie so they know what zombies are, which is something you don't always get in zombie movies that they actually know what a fucking zombie is. And if you've seen Train to Busan, you know it's like a fucking adrenaline-packed thrill ride from start to end. This show is kind of like that, except when the kids are sitting around talking about who they have a crush on. But everything around that's awesome. Nice. Very cool. Watch it. All of us yeah, are I dead. Need, I need to watch that. I think you'll love it. And that's all I got this week. Nice. What's that on? Netflix? No. Netflix. Yep, Netflix. Yes, Netflix. Yeah. Corbs, what do you got for us? Am I watching? Yeah. Uh, nothing. Okay. <gasps> it's a good show, though. Watching the inside Sounds of your like eyelids. Sounds like a good show. Yeah, basically, been watching the inside of my eyelids. Not a bad thing. Actually, what I actually, I do that. I, actually, what I did uh, last week is I took my son to hit golf balls. So nice. So you watched him hit golf balls? No, no, I hit golf balls too. Went up, went up to the turning stone. Were you, were you were you streaming you and him hitting golf balls? <laughs> yes. In the middle. Of I the didn't time. see it. Okay, I'm I'm just trying to connect this to the segment. Sorry, I didn't see. That's it. all. I, that's that's all. I, that's all I did. I have two more. I have two more. One, uh, one to one to brag about. One to suggest. Finished. We watched Ozark, uh, uh, season. What is it? Season four, part one. Wow. If you haven't been watching Ozark, you probably don't give two shits. If you have been watching it, then you know that Jason Bateman's doing a phenomenal freaking job with this show. It is. It it, it just keeps you. It, it is. Just, You've been watching it? No, but oh, okay. I've heard very good Netflix. things. Yeah, it's good. It's it's really good. It's really, really good. Um, but so so Ozark, if you haven't watched it, you can catch up. You can just start with, you know, season one, whatever, if you're interested. It's um it's good. I'm I gotta tell you, it keeps you wondering what's going on. And uh, uh just when you think you know uh, how it's gonna go. You don't know. It goes the other way. Well, you don't it goes, know. It goes a way. Um, and then Kathy and I watched a movie the other day. Now, this is one that I would highly suggest you guys find and watch because, uh, and I did, I texted this one to you, to the group and, uh, Hugh made fun of me because he thought I only watched it for one reason. <laughs> I did not know that that was going to happen, right. but I was very happy when that scene came in until I found out what it really meant later on. And then it was, Wow. Um, so the movie is called Old Boy. Uh, Josh Brolin, Elizabeth Olsen, and Samuel L. Jackson. It's like, you know, they got the old Marvel clan back together. Um, I should probably shouldn't use the word clan. The old gang back to no, not no, in this no, group. Gang. I should, old, the <laughs> you old, got my attention. A bunch of Marvel, uh, Marvel, Marvel alums got a bunch of Marvel alums together and made a movie. And, um, I'm not going to tell you anything about it because you, you can't watch yeah. it. You need you to, to watch, watch it. it. But you have to you, experience it. You do know that it's, you do know that it's a remake. It is. Remake of a, of a Korean. Is it really? Yes. Yeah. I've actually watched them both. Oh, okay. 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 I watched, okay. I watched, I watched the Korean version and you I watched watch the Korean one. Which is better, Corbs? Um, they both have merits as to why they're they're good. Um, the Korean one, I think, is a little bit better. Oh, okay. 
just a little bit, not much. The, the American one is very good. I liked it. It was a good movie, but the did, Korean one was just a little bit better. Did not see it coming. Did see, not, not. Unfortunately, I did because I watched the Korean one first. Oh, and yeah. Kind of. I was like, oh, you, oh, okay. So this, this is how this is playing out. But it's still. Oh my I was like, God. Oh. Yeah. Yeah, it was pretty. That was a, that was a good. That was a twist that I was not expecting when I first saw it. You know, 70, 80% of the time, I can guess what's happening, what's going on, you know, how it's going to go. Never saw this coming. Never. I've got to see it. Now I, I look back on it. I'm like, oh, you could see it was all being laid out. Yep. Mm. Oh, good movie. I mean, it's, it's a fucked up movie, but it's good. That's what I hear. It's it good. definitely a fucked up movie. Yeah. I should probably tell you, Kev, based on uh, your recommendation, uh, we did finish Lost in Space <gasps> this past week. We loved it. Oh, um, good. I, I also went back and finished The Expanse, which was amazing. I love The Expanse. I yeah. love that have, have you watched any of Apple TV's Foundation? No. I don't have access to it. I was thinking about maybe uh, tackling that next as hard sci-fi, but I don't really know if it's any part. I've heard it's real good. I, I, I mean, some of the podcasts I listen to, they talk about it and they say it's real good. Of course, they also said Succession is good. I watched the first episode last night. I may watch any more of it. I want everybody on that show to die. Oof. Yeah. Wow. That's pretty I, there's nobody. There's nobody in the entire in the entire cast that I'm rooting for. I, I want nothing to do with any of them. I want them, I want all, them all to get beaten with a salted fish. A, a salted fish? I want them to get assaulted by a fish. I want them all to just go away. John, where can I fit that in? <laughs> wait, wait. So, so you're advocating for attempted meter? <laughs> yes, exactly. Yes. Paul, you gave me one that's not mine. I gave you one to fit it in. Don't don't argue with me. <laughs> wait, what? <laughs> Title. Take that line out of context. <laughs> <clears throat> all right. So before we wrap this up, I uh, just got to let you know, I, I had a visit tonight. Um, w- received a gift from a listener. You tonight? Did. I did. Tonight. Like since we've been recording? No, so before we started recording. Uh, I'm going to show it to you. Hold on. Um, it was pretty cool. I'm trying. I'm just going to open boxes. Are you okay over there? Yes. Open up a <laughs> yeah, now. I lost my headphone. Hold on. Apparently, you're not okay. I can't hear anything you guys are saying. <laughs> That's a good thing. All right. All right. I received this. Put it in front of you. There you go. Oh, it's a glass. Pills near glass. Okay. I'm going to take the green out so so hopefully we can see it better. Where's the yeah? Do that because you, you can't really see it on there. Um. Hopefully, if I hold it up, you can see there's the oh, Geek yeah. logo. There you go. Yeah. And on the back of mine specifically, it says Jack. Megabyte Me Bitches. Oh, okay. <laughs> um, this was a gift from Laura. She has a, oh. a side business she's doing um, where she's doing crafts. Nice. Um, she, she's working on doing a website and everything for it but right now you can find all of her stuff through instagram and whatnot with hashtag kennison crafts 
Uh, she's working hard on it. She's doing a lot of resin stuff as well. Um, she, because I told her, I said, give us the information because I thought that, that was really cool of her. Uh, she's working on the Facebook and the web page, and she wanted us to uh, tell everybody that she will also be at Sci-Fi Horror Fest selling her wares from the Geek Pod table because we're oh, nice. probably that was okay, and she got the AOK from Tiffany on that as well. Um, so she's yep. not wanting it in my sister's crap, is she? No, no. The gnomes and shit like that because your, 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 your sister's I'm gonna, I'm gnomes gonna, are safe. I'm gonna whoop a bitch. Nobody else wants to make gnomes corpse. It's okay. <laughs> Um, and she I didn't show too. them. She makes wreaths too. She made a wreath. Actually, she's been selling them. People have been buying, contacting her, and she's been selling stuff. So. That's awesome. Um, I I didn't show them because I don't want to ruin the surprise. But each of you have your own uh, beer glass too. <gasps> she made one for everybody. Uh, so I've got to arrange to drop everything off to you guys when we can. On the corner of Morgan and Buckley, and I'll pick it up at the Buckley and <laughs> yeah, they'll be left in the back of the, the stewards. <laughs> do they all say different things or do they all say megabyte bitches? I think they all just say geek pod. I don't think there is a, a message oh, on the back of anybody see, else's. You got a special one. I see how it is. Take it up with Laura. I didn't bitch now. Every, everybody got their own specific color of uh tissue paper in it though. Wow, yes, that's cool. Mine pink. Yes, it is. Sweet. <laughs> They're all our corresponding colors. Uh, but I, I think that's a good stopping point for the night, guys. What do you think? Yeah. Okay. All right. Let's uh, let's 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 listen to some wisdom nuggets here, and we'll we'll call it a night. What do you think? <clears throat> when I say the other day. Could be referring to any time between yesterday and 25 years ago. On that night, Mega Boy Me Bitches. This has been a Geek Pod Network production. production.